Welcome to Time Out with Tackle What's Next. We're here to chat with athletes and executives about how sport has made a difference and changed the trajectory of their lives. And we're also chatting about the lessons they've learned in life after the game. I'm your host, Danielle Berman. I am the founder and CEO of Tackle What's Next. And we help athletes create impact outside of the game and find their purpose in life after sports. And we're going to be chatting with athletes live on Instagram every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And now we're on podcasts. So if you guys are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, welcome. We're so excited to share them with you this way as well. You can take a break with us every Wednesday. Like I said, take a time out with Tackle What's Next and get some really great advice while you do. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Time Out with Tackle What's Next. I am your host, Danielle Berman. We are on episode 10 of Time Out with Tackle What's Next. Today is episode 10, and we're starting a little bit later than normal, but we have an awesome guest here joining you, one of my really good friends, Charma Harris. Charma currently is working as an HR consultant, and she previously worked for the PGA Tour as a tournament services coordinator and a tournament tournament services manager. And before that, Charma went to Syracuse University with yours truly, and she was a sprinter for the Syracuse Orange track and field team. Um, She still is really involved with Syracuse University. She's actually a member of her major, the sport management department, and their advisory board. Um, So I'm going to bring Charma on screen, and we're going to have a really awesome conversation. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and stand by. Charma will be here in a second. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's good to see you. You too. Thank you for having me. Of course. How's everything been going? How's life in quarantine been? Uh, Life in quarantine is is interesting, but good. (laughs) (laughs) What about for you? It's good. It's good. Lots of pivoting, lots of changes. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure in your field, which is HR now, you know, you guys have been changing a lot of things. So I know um, you've been consulting with a couple of different groups. And so Mm -hmm. what's what's the hiring world look like right now with COVID? Yeah, so I actually just uh, kind of did a career pivot myself and am now with the consulting firm that you mentioned. Um, But prior to that was in talent acquisition and was um, running some recruiting programs for uh, two business units that were um, heavily recruiting during COVID. So they were actually the previous company that I worked for did research and analysis for a federal client. So um, we were recruiting folks who were going to be supporting uh, COVID efforts and our COVID response efforts. So um, I was super busy. Uh, We had to transition everything from in person um, in the company that I worked for really was big and kind of the traditional methods of recruiting, having people come in in person and interview and um, everything changed and went uh, virtually. So doing interviews virtually, giving people all their, um, you know, updates and all the pertinent information you need to make decisions about joining the company virtually. Um, In addition to like convincing them like, oh, our building is really nice. And these are the cool, you know, like, aspects of our culture that you're going to be a part of um, without actually being able to provide that example for them in person. So it was a lot of work. Um, It was a lot of fun. But I think the biggest thing during during COVID was it allowed me to see like the importance of like culture and, you know, how to respond to situations such as this pandemic. So it helped me shift my focus into consulting. Yeah, that's awesome. And and 
for you, you were working at PGA Tour before that, and you were coordinating a lot of moving parts. So I feel like that's really a natural transition to like crazy COVID time. It's just a lot of different moving parts. Yeah. When you were working at the PGA Tour, how did you decide that you you wanted to move out of sports and into more just traditional HR? Yeah, I, I think for me, I saw like the importance of having the right people in the right place and organizations and the impact that it had on if, in sports world, right? So I was in event activation and planning. So the importance of having the right people on those teams um, and, the, and how it played into the success of the event. And so um, for me, I primarily dealt with interns and volunteers and at the PGA Tour, volunteers are a huge reason or a part of the success of executing tournaments and just saw, again, the importance of talent management, even on a volunteer basis, like building the right talent, having those people in the right places and how they can either play into a great culture or a bad culture. Yeah. And yeah, so that kind of sparked my interest and passion for just talent management, recruiting, and um, de- talent development. Yeah. And let's go back even further. I know we went okay. to together. You were on the track yeah. and field team there. Can we talk about what inspired you, not just at Syracuse, <clears throat> but to get into sports? What did you love about sports? What was your first experience playing sports? And why did you stick with track? Yeah, so I um, am super competitive. You know this about me, but the rest of the social media world does not, and at least my friends do. I'm a super competitive, and I grew up in Houston, Texas. I was born there. I have three older sisters, a twin who's really not an older sister, but technically is, (laughs) and we as kids had a very athletic family. So I remember in Texas going and like football, as as we know, sports in Texas, everything's bigger in Texas. So football is one of those things. And so going to like, like uh, high visibility football games with large crowds that felt like a college environment, but was a high school game. I remember going to uh, my cousin's track meets and my sister's volleyball and basketball games. And so always was around track. Um, but probably what, or it's sports in general, but what probably got me into track was I, again, have three older sisters and my father would make us run against each other. There's an eight year age difference between the oldest child and my twin sister and I. And so we would like in the backyard compete against each other and race to like one side of the yard to the other. And I would always lose. And I think that's what like made me super competitive and I hated losing. And then um, fast forward to, and that's probably at the ages of like four and five. Um, So fast forward to some years later and um, my dad was an athlete himself. He played basketball and football and ended up playing basketball while he was in the military and always believed that the foundation of any sport was track and being able to run and the mechanics of understanding how your body works. And so he put my twin sister and I into track as our first sport. And that's kind of how it, it happened. I actually, um, the competitiveness kicked in again because my first race I won and ended up making it to the finals at eight years old from this specific 100 or I think it was a 60 meter track meet or race at that time we weren't even old enough to do the 100 meters and um, this person or this little girl who ran who was in the finals with me said um, excuse me, she said 
you guys are going to eat my dust. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not eating anybody's <laughs> dust. I only eat food. I don't eat dust. And after that, it was like history after that. I never wanted to lose. And track was my new thing. I love it. And I can also definitely see your dad being out in the backyard being like, all right, <laughs> you guys race over there. You know, like, your dad would absolutely do that. So that is hilarious. And he thought he thought it was uh, like this like strategic thing to get us in the sport. It was like torture for me because I always lost. But now none of my sisters, I, I doubt they want to race me anytime. Yeah, soon, but, I'm sure yeah. they're all like, you know what? Charmer's going to win. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, what impact do you think that running track or playing any of the sports that you play, because I know you played a few before you settled on track, what, what has that impacted in your life and who you are now? Well, I'm competitive. So that's <laughs> one. Um, I'm competitive and I believe in like bringing my best and doing my best in everything because I want to like whatever success looks like in what I'm doing, like I want to achieve that. So I think that's one big thing. Um, I learned more about the team aspect of sports when I got to high school, because it was mm -hmm. more so from an individual basis for me. So when I got to high school, um, just like the team environment, being a good team member, how everyone works together to achieve a collective goal. So I bring that to work, um, you know, the relationships, like friendships and things, because you have to carry your weight of yeah. uh, the workload and do your part to make things successful. So I bring that mentality. And I think also my work ethic, like I have this like whole perspective I think you and I've talked about this before about like you know your life is like a season and or your sport and training and that you know you've got to celebrate the little wins you got to recover from the losses but um it's about the season versus like the game and yeah. that's how that's how I kind of approach life yeah I like I like that a lot <laughs> because I think that's the struggle a lot of athletes do face is that mm -hmm. when their sports season literally is over they're like oh my god what now and it's yeah. like oh that was just a game or like mm -hmm. a, a series of something in your life and now the season continues right and it's the journey the process not the not the end result and so yeah. you obviously started out working in the pga tour in sports pivoted to hr so for athletes that might be graduating student athletes might be graduating and thinking like well, what do i do now how do i decide what i want to do how did you decide to pursue the career path you're on and, and what was it like to pivot? Yeah, it was, um, pivoting was tough, I'll admit. I think um, I had, when I graduated college, I had this like awareness that like I'm still in sports, so I was okay. And then once I pivoted out of sports, that's when I had this moment like, oh wow, sports are like officially gone. So I think that was something that I wasn't prepared for, like how much of an impact it was going to have for me. And I would encourage um, students and individuals who are kind of doing that similar transition to really be aware, just have more awareness of and process what they feel because it's real and it's hard to explain, but all athletes really have it if you competed at some level um, and then are transitioning. And then the other thing to help navigate what I was going to do next, um, I really paid attention to like what I love most about sports. So I had the opportunity of serving as a team captain before and I would like organize trainings and workouts and 
um, really just knew that I wanted to be on a team and have some level of like involvement of or organizing and like developing people. Cause I think I also played basketball. So it was a point guard and a part of being a point guard is, you know, figuring out the strengths of your team members so that they can score or whatever the case is. So like, I knew I wanted a role that would allow me to in somewhat be in some ways be a point guard. And mm -hmm. so, um, that's what I looked for whenever I was doing my pivot out of, or focusing on my pivot out of sports. Yeah, I love that you thought about it as if it was your sport. You well, yeah. <laughs> yourself out of that box, because I think that is stressful to do, to be like, oh my God, I only know things about sports and I've only experienced things through sports. But sports is really a metaphor for life. The reason people yeah. do sports metaphors is because it applies everywhere, right? Yeah. Like teamwork, all these things that you're saying, like understanding your teammates, being the point guard, shooting your shot, like yeah. use these metaphors because they apply. And so don't try and force yourself into being like, well, now I have to think like a career person, okay, you yeah. can still think about what you like about your sport and translate that over. So speaking exactly. of that, what did you do successfully to set yourself up for what's next? Besides thinking about it from a sports perspective, like what things did you do? Were you networking? Like what leg up did you give yourself, if anything, or what do you wish you would have done when you were kind of transitioning out of being an athlete and into being a professional? And I'm sorry, my phone cut out for a little bit. So I think you said, what do I wish I would have done as I prepared for the transition? Yeah, or like something you know that you did that you thought was really helpful um, okay. to give advice to others to do. I think what I would say is ask questions. I think um, in the humbling part about sports is that you spend so much time, especially once you get to certain levels of being an expert in what you do and like you're skilled, you know what you need to do and you know a lot about, you know, your position or your sport, um, the ins and outs and what it takes to be successful. I think the humbling part is that when you transition and also the scary part is when you transition, there's like this unknown, right? And I think what I embraced was it's um, okay to know what you know and know what you don't know. And like from that understanding, I asked questions and I probably got on people's nerves because I asked a ton of questions, but like really wanted to figure out like my place and knew that like what they were telling me might not necessarily be what I was going to do, but it did help me figure out, okay, like, okay, well, I share that experience or like, that's what I could see myself doing. So asking questions. So at one point I remember, um, before I even got to the PGA tour, I remember wanting to be an agent or like a corporate sports attorney. And I had this professor who like discouraged me from doing it, but like asking questions, like to figure out if it was going to be aligned with my strengths and what I was interested in. And I saved a lot of money by not going to law school because it wasn't <laughs> for me, but like asking questions to make sure I was on the right track and I um, would be able to get myself to the right track as well. Yeah, for sure. That's so important. And also like understanding, I think you're a great example of like, there is no linear path to like what's next. And even if you think you have a plan, like you just be flexible and don't be afraid to, to branch outside of sports or leave something that you think is your destined path. And, and yep. the whole expert thing is so true. I mean, you want to go from expert level to expert level, but you got to go back down to the bottom and work your way back up. And, you know, nobody's expecting you to jump into a career and be like, you know, the, you know, MVP of that career. Yeah. They expect you to have a learning curve and it's now up to you to like give yourself that 
opportunity to like learn from that. So I, thanks for sharing that. I think a lot of people could take a lot of takeaways from that. Just knowing yeah. like, okay, yeah. Like there's no such thing as a linear path. I'd also add that like, it's something that you have to continue to work on. I do it now. I, again, I just started a new job. So I have to remind myself like, you don't know that and it's okay. And I have to have conversations with other people to, for them to reassure me, like they really don't expect you to know that right away and not trying to feel like, you know, you got the team on your back. I hate to put another analogy on there, but like putting the team on your back or being like a superhero, like it's okay to not be that person at that moment. And you can grow into it. I'm not saying it's not anything you should strive for, but it's okay to not always be that person. Yeah, that's such good advice. And my last question before we wrap up is really, what advice do you give not only student athletes, but anyone that's looking for opportunities or trying to get a job, find a job, you know, what, what's kind of one piece of advice you would give from your HR hat um, for them to keep in mind as they're applying, yeah. especially in digital world now? Yeah, I, um, I was actually helping someone the other day with a resume, but, you know, really, really focus on one, your network, and then two, your resume. Um, just given the state of the economy and everything that's going on, unfortunately, a lot of people are looking for jobs. So you really want to um, ensure that you are advertising or promoting the right aspects of it. So do your research, make sure like your resume or whatever you are applying for matches up for your resume matches up with whatever you're applying for. Um, and that you're really pulling out those key traits or skill sets or experiences that are pertinent for that job that you're looking for. The other thing is don't be afraid of like, again, switching industries. We just talked about it, but you may not, and you also said this too, you may not, all, you don't start always where you finish. And so like, it's okay to like, if you were in sports and you got to go into another industry for a second, just because of the nature of what's going on now in the world or in the job market, and you switch and then eventually get back into sports and be comfortable in that, embrace that, but making sure that you are wherever you see yourself going, you are doing something that's going to get you or catapult you or align you with what you want to do in the future. So you don't have to have everything figured out, but just always have like some little strategy or something that's going to help you tie back it, um, back your experience to what you want to do in the future. Yeah, that's great advice, especially now, like you said, I think there's a lot of people, unfortunately, that just don't have opportunities in their industry that they're trying to get. And it's okay to just take that job that is, you know, a good fit, but maybe not exactly where you want to be and, and work there and get your experience built up and transition back. So thank you for sharing that. Thanks for putting your recruiter hat on. And, and Thank you. I can take that one off now. Back, <laughs> back to consulting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so well, now I know you have the new job. I know, obviously, you, you've been working in the HR field for, for a while. So what's coming up for you? What is your goal kind of for the rest of the year in terms of, obviously, new job? But, like, what is there any other pivots we should expect coming from you or anything you've been working on on the side that you've, you've got going? No, not at the moment. Um, I, I am embracing, I think, one of the things, again, I, and I – and, you know, talk about this earlier, you mentioned this, but like the uncertainty, like embracing not being able to plan. I'm a planner. So, <laughs> yes. you know, the, the, every, no one has been able to plan this year. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like just embracing like what's going on to the degree that I can and like be okay with like, you know, what I thought I was going to do for October or the Thanksgiving or whatever is not going to happen. And I've uh, enjoyed that 
that piece of not planning. So I'm excited to do that the rest of the, the year because I don't usually do that. Yeah. Um, and I think also what I'm focusing on is just little things that I can do since I have that time to um, grow professionally. So I've been listening to lots of like podcasts and doing all these free trainings and listening to different, um, you know, sessions that you have. So Super excited to continue <laughs> to do that because I don't usually have the time. So it's been fun, like getting the time to connect, um, yeah. you know, with with folks and get and, and learn and gain knowledge. Yeah, that's great. And I think that's been a lot of pressure. I think people have been under is like, oh, my God, I have to come out of this with like two books and like yeah. a podcast that I've launched. And it's like, there's so much up in the air right now. Like, it's totally yeah. fine to be like, we'll see what tomorrow brings. Like Exactly. <laughs> going on so I love that thanks for letting us know what you've been doing to kind of you know keep busy but also like you said stay flexible with everything going on so yeah in the vein of connecting and networking and how can people if they're interested in learning more about what you're doing and your path talk to you how can they connect with you is it on here is it you know Twitter wherever let us know how they can find you yeah, connect with me on here. So I'm very fortunate that not a lot of people have the name Charma. So at Charma <laughs> underscore H on um, Instagram. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. So Charma um, Harris, if you search that, it should be one of maybe a handful of people that show up. Um, and my picture looks like this. Uh, so yeah, Instagram or LinkedIn are probably the best uh, forms of, of communication for me. Awesome. Well, Charma, thanks so much for being on Time Out with Tackle What's Next. You are a 10th yes so awesome i feel like that's like a good number (laughs) thank you yes thank (laughs) you for for having me here oh my gosh yeah no problem and again make sure you connect with charma if you're interested in learning more um thanks for all your support charma of tackle what's next and for tuning in to all our stuff as much as you can um and this is our our last episode for a little while we're taking a quick break and then we're going to be back at the end of the month so thanks to everyone who's taken a time out with us thus far and we'll see you guys later in september thanks again charma Thank you. Thanks for all the work you're doing, Danielle. This is awesome. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Time Out with Tackle What's Next. I hope you enjoyed the show and that you learned a lot from our awesome guest. Don't forget, you can subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It really helps us reach even more incredible listeners. And make sure you share this episode with a friend who you think would love this conversation and learn a lot. Thank you to Danielle Parr and Ethan Kenny from Team Tackle What's Next for their help editing and creating this series. And we'll see you next time for another Time Out with Tackle What's Next.